Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys, where we take a deep dive into the drinks that you love. I'm Jeff Dutton, along with Mike Hanford. This chit-chat is shit-chat. And Tim Kalpakis. Up. What is up? <laughs> oh, wow. I see Whoa. what he's doing. Wait, is he like is he like Shatner now? I thought it was like a Yoda thing at first, but it was oh, not. It was a Connery Bond thing all along, oh. you fools. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't switch. Oh, uh, Bond. No, well, I, yeah, I yeah. see. What up, you're no, here I'll do it. Mike, listen to this. Ready, Mike? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. do it again. Do it again. Up. What is up? <laughs> Groovy, baby. <laughs> now you made an interesting point about how chit chat is shit chat. Well, it couldn't be. <laughs> it couldn't be. It could be. Hmm. I said. I said. Uh, could and couldn't at the same time. Couldn't be. Um. I think we're going to be a little off this episode. You said those words at the same time. Me, I'm all jittery because I had an evening venti iced coffee oh from Starbucks. Boy. You don't want to do that. Ooh. You know, I drink them in the morning and it just wakes me up. So I think I'm impenetrable. Mm-hmm. But then I just had one at in the evening and now I'm, I actually kind of feel like my hands are shaking a little bit. Damn. Why do they call it venti? Is it is venti because it's uh, so tall it goes from like the ground up to the vents? Jesus Christ. Mike, can I talk to you off bod? <laughs> Mike, don't say that this, sort of shit. If it's about this, I'd love to. Don't say that sort of shit. I feel like I'm making an ass of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jeff, what were you saying? I'm an ass I of say, myself. Just say, don't say that sort of shit on the pod. And then don't, don't also say that chit chat is shit chat. That's our whole business. <laughs> the business of shit chat? Yeah, we monetize shit chat. <laughs> That's our bread and butter. The audience knows what they're getting. Tim, I couldn't help but notice you got yourself one of those White Claw Delexos. <laughs> yeah, uh, Delexo Supremo. I'm trying to take the edge off of my Starbucks buzz uh-huh. with, oh, this, with this White Claw Surge Cranberry 8% alcohol. Damn. All right. Mm. That's a good uh, poor man speedball you got going. Yeah. You know, Tim, right Tim's a little jittery. He's juiced up. I'm a little sluggish tonight. I just, I just finished... My pot roast, my rump roast. I made a rump roast tonight. <laughs> so you sluggish. And it made you tired? Oh, you finished eating it or you finished making it? Finished eating it. Oh. And I, I had two helpings. Uh, the polar opposite of, yeah. a, of a venti iced coffee <laughs> yeah. is a rump, rump roast. I had a uh, <laughs> rump roast, which was a little tough. I got, I'm just first time I'm doing it, so I got to figure it out. But it was edible. The taste was good. Uh, I did mashed potatoes with uh, pub cheese melted in it. 
Oh shit, sour cream and uh, green beans, stir fried green beans with uh, squash <laughs> and onions. Now, folks at home, you'll uh, Mike is the master of the square meal. Yeah, <laughs> as long as I've known him, he's had he's had a protein, a vegetable, and a starch, <laughs> and for and to drink non-fat milk. Oh. <laughs> He's a country boy. Wow. A glass of milk. That's why I'm grown so tall. That's why I'm a little venti. (laughs) So tall. Are you still adding inches to your height at this point? Yeah, well, I'm still growing them. (laughs) Yeah? Sure. I asked the doctor, I said, hey, if I'm still growing them, can I still count them? He's like, yeah, that's sort of my job, too. (laughs) Yeah, it's a square meal around here. That's nice. Always has been. (laughs) It's like that that meme where an astronaut's got a gun on another astronaut. Always has been. You know what I'm talking about. No, what's that all about? You never seen that meme? Ah, there's a lot of memes I haven't seen. I can picture it. It's like uh, an astronaut is looking at the Earth and he's like, wow, it's round. And then another astronaut oh. is behind him with a gun on his back oh, oh, saying, oh, oh. always has been. Yeah. Gotcha. I don't know what the original meme was. I was just making that up. But, you know, you see it. It's, it's all sorts of things now. Gotcha. Yeah, it could be anything at this point. Well, now, what are, you, what are you guys eating for dinner? Like, if you don't eat square meals, what are you eating? <laughs> Opposite of you, I'll I'll have, like like for lunch today, <laughs> I had like a leftover. I mean, it's very much leftovers these days. Mm. I had a leftover hot and sour soup uh, from Ooh. a Chinese delivery order. Mm-hmm. So so like right before this pod, I I reached in there, took out the big container, gulped down some cold soup. <laughs> you know, and I'm I'm often just eating like just a protein or just a veggie side. Uh, I'm I'm never having a pl- a round plate of food. Same, even for dinner. Um, if I go to a restaurant, um, huh. they'll serve me a nice round meal. Now I do this too, Tim. But you care about food, but mm. it seems like you eat hastily and haphazardly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I just I, I don't know what happened, but I have just sort of stopped cooking. So we will have, we're you know, I'll get a giant order of a. Of a take a delivery meal. I'll say I'll get whether it's like kebabs or it's Indian food or it's Chinese. I never just order the one dinner. I get us like oh, <laughs> several dinners worth of food. So then it's kind of always leftovers. But <laughs> then I never. Idea. That's good. But what I should do is build a, a nice plate and nuke it. But instead, I'm just going in there <laughs> one wonton. <laughs> but also, Tim, I don't know if you do this. But like, I'll, I'll drink so much coffee during the day that I'll be like. Oh, why am I all fucked up? Oh, it's 5 p.m. and I haven't eaten since like breakfast. Yeah. And then I'll be like, I'm going out soon though. All I have is uh uh baby carrots and I'll eat a fuckload of baby carrots. <laughs> and that and that'll be it. Or like it'll be like baby carrots and cereal. Dude, yeah. Cereal's a pretty good cereal's a good enough meal. Not a square meal though. You you got a good foundation, Mike. Here's my my worst thing is this. I'll because I want to have square meals, I buy us. I've always always got salad stuff here with the idea that I'm going to make us some big salads that are that have fun things on them, and I used to do that a lot. Okay, Elaine, stop it! All right, (laughs) (laughs) you knew you you were the way he said it makes me think it's not all right. He ain't stopping. There's no stopping him. Seinfeld now on Netflix. Check it out, folks. But on a serious note, um, I'll so I always have like a few bags of lettuce in the fridge, and then ooh, those go bad. I've got all the crunch in my cabinets. <laughs> Jeff, you got to get into this. Those go bad. Up it, they do. I mean, I throw out brown muck every week. <laughs> a, a bag of brown mud. Don't you also hmm. do something else with brown muck every? Yeah, day? I Mike, saw did, some brown. He was about I to saw, tell me what I need to do. 
Okay, yeah, let's get into what you guys I saw some of that in my toilet bowl the other day, but (laughs) I flushed it down. Anyway, Jeff, here's what you do. (laughs) Like your friend Tim, you get all the crunchers. Yeah, I look up into my cabinet, right? Yeah, yeah. I've got wonton strips. I've got uh, tortilla strips. I've got Uh beet strips. I've got sesame uh, seeds. I've got almonds. And it's all the stuff to go on the top of my salads. Right. But- when I'm being lazy, which is way more often, I, I'll go in there and I'll just I'll just be eating like like <laughs> the Chinese chow mein crunchers mm-hmm. that are supposed to go on the top of my salad. I'll just be taking them to the dome. You eat them, eating them as oh, chips. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do like the lechoy mm-hmm. lechoy thing. I used to do that as a as a little boy. <laughs> I had choy as a very little Wait, boy. What's the, what's the lechoy thing? Lechoy, lechoy is a is brand. A brand. Yeah. I know that, but. <laughs> What kind of food? What kind of food were you eating? (laughs) Like those little noodles, fried noodles. Oh, okay. (laughs) Crunchy. Hey, little crunchies. Ooh, up top, I wanted to mention that out in the wild, I always like it when I encounter some sloppy boy stuff Mm. out in in the wild, right? Mm -hmm. It's Mm. kind of fun for me to say, I learned that on the pod. Oh, yes. And now in life, I'm not dumb. Wow. (laughs) I'm smart. Oh. I have taken the opportunity from this podcast to mansplain to anyone who will talk to me. Yeah. Things at the bottom um, from the pod. Go ahead. I, I'm mansplaining to other men at this point. Yeah, me too. I'm mansplaining to you too. Um, listen to this trifecta. Um, I recently attended the wedding of friend of the pod, Eva Anderson. Oh, nice. And uh, this was, was, was a, an intimate affair, family only because of COVID and stuff. And, and, and you know, I attended on, on it as... Both a friend of Eva, but let's be honest, more of a plus one of Jessica. Uh, so, so I, I, I'm at this this wedding that was very well. Eva's, uh, I mean, you know, we said she's a cultured, worldly lady, right? Yeah, yeah. She's mm-hmm. she knows her shit. So I'm going to this wedding thing, and this is there's going to be some a good cocktail list. Yeah, yeah, you betcha. I walk in. If I look at the cocktail list. They've done the thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's your neck. Oh, where's the oh. men's room? <laughs> Sorry, don't no, keep going. I'll just I can do this the whole. Uh, I okay. walk up to the bar, and I lay my peepers down on the menu. Boing. They've got two cocktails that are the feature cocktails of the day. One, two. <laughs> Whose voice is that? Yeah, it's your brain. <laughs> oh, it's my inner monologue. <laughs> One is the drink of the uh, of of the uh, bride. Oh. The Boulevardier. Wow. wow. Torn from the headlines of That's Sloppy cool. Boys. Yeah, do you think she heard? Well, it comes out. I'm like, sure she would have. It, 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 I'm sure she would have had to plan it in advance, but it was perfectly mm. timed for me. Then listen to this. The, bra- the, the other drink, drink was the Russian root. Wow. <laughs> I was going to bring some warm mug and put it on the ground. <laughs> oh, man. I thought that would have been really funny. Um, no, the drink of the groom, Vesper. You're kidding me. The drink of the day. This is crazy. So, okay, now my head is spinning. Yep. And here's the here's the, the third. Before the cocktails, I'm, I'm assuming. <laughs> and there were quite a few tipped that night. But <laughs> um, then they've got a very cool thing. They've got an Exotica band. I, you know, I've talked to you guys about Martin Denny, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Exotica music. They've got an Exotica band that had not yet set up. But I see the instruments. 
and I walk over to the xylophone, and <laughs> oh, you, no. you know me, if I see some music gear, I'm going to go poke around a little bit. Yeah, especially yeah, if sure. it's in the, the exotica genre. I... I go up to the xylophone and there's a, a, a sheet music. There's a music stand there. And I look at song one. Yeah. They're going to play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yellowbird. Get out of here. Come on. By Arthur Lyman. Yes. Yeah. The, the song that we played in our Yellowbird episode. Jeez, Louise. The song that sent Mike climbing to the top of Yellowbird Tree. So this was all within a one minute period. And I said, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's that's uh, you got to sit down for a second and say, all right, who is whose world am I in here? What uh, what microchips did I get in the vaccine? <laughs> Here's what brought me down to earth. Then also recently I go I go to see the French dispatch at the Americana, walk mm-hmm. up to the bar and I say, hey, can I have a Negroni? And then I, I got a little toot from the bartender. No, we don't have a Negroni. <laughs> so I was riding a little too high on being a little cocktail boy. Yeah. He's like, I heard about you at the wedding. You got to. Wait, where where did you dare order a Negr- Negroni? At, at the, the Americana movie theater bar. Oh, at in uh, at, um, Glendale. At yeah. the AMC Glendale. Oh. But then I says to him, buddy, I'm going to see if you the French dispatch. It's kind of a fancy little movie. I want a fancy little drink. I don't want to drink a beer. I look behind him. I see a bottle of Di Sirono. I say, mm. give me a Di Sirono on the rocks with a cherry. And that was pretty good. Ooh, <laughs> nice. You're like, I'm going to make you grab some weird bottle, you little fucker. Yeah. You want to say no I'm to me? I'm not taking a beer, you <laughs> jackass. Hey, we um, should go there for the jackass movie. Uh it, Tim, I just want, I do want to bring up something for the listener who can't see. That's a crazy story, by the way. That's yeah. three in a row. Bing, yeah. bing, bing. Thank you. Wild. Uh, you know, we're doing this uh, podcast that we're recording, and Tim, I, I got to tell you, Halloween was a couple weeks ago, and yet this guy is still dressed like Beetlejuice. Look at this shirt <laughs> he's got on. Oh, fuck. Tell I me, had that you sit here and you tell me, Jeff, that this guy's not looking like Beetlejuice. No, no. I, I was, I was, that's a good shirt, Tim. It's, it's got big, bold vertical stripes on it. Half Hunter Green, half Dodger Blue. <laughs> oh, now, see, I'm, I, on my screen, I'm seeing all black. Uh, Oh, no, so, no, no. So, it's green and blue. Uh, and, Mike, are you colorblind? Are we learning? No, 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 no. Me, no. Um, <laughs> Jeff, thank you. You've you've complimented this shirt before, so when I was putting it on today, I said, I don't know where that shirt Jeff likes. Like, well, Je- at least Jeff will like it. <laughs> yeah. Nobody else seems to l- like me on this <laughs> earth. <laughs> on this earth. <laughs> at least I got my little duddy buddy after all. <laughs> In the end. Um... Enough shit chat. You guys want to get down to the drink of the day? Yes, of course. (laughs) Okay. Here's what's going on here, folks. We are inching toward the dry martini. We are are working our way to the big bopper itself. The slowly, The big boy. Slowly but inevitably. (laughs) We love... The funny drunkard's drink. We love martinis. Well, uh, the IBA calls it the dry martini. We just call it the martini, but we're we're getting there. Mm-hmm. And uh, along the way, we've touched on the espresso martini, the hot yeah. drink of the year. Mm-hmm. We've touched on the tuxedo, a variation, you know, mm-hmm. on on the martini. And today we're doing Vesper, the Vesper. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah there uh-huh. we go. Now you're sounding more like Connery. You've had? Uh, never had. Heard Tim, I've had never had t- t- Tim had had with uh, I had with you at 
Oh, the Dresden, of course. Yeah, you guys oh, are yes. getting all these old-fashioned drinks of the Dresden. That was a hey. We did a round of Vespers, and then we also did a round of Gibsons, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the little onions in them. Look, that was a long oh. night. That was a real long night because that wasn't the first stop either. So uh, <laughs> I forgot about those Gibsons. <laughs> yeah, you know what's weird? Um, unrelated. The next day, I felt kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Must have been something going around that night. Maybe oh, it was COVID. Well, yeah, it could have been a Delta variant. Yes, that's Don't. what it was. Um. I first had this at Dantana's, uh, that kind of great, kind of rowdy little Italian place in West Hollywood. Hmm. Uh, and basically what we're getting at here, folks, is this is a drink named after a Bond lady, Vesper Lind. Yes. Mike, have you read mm-hmm. the 1953 novel Casino Royale by Ian Fleming? I have, my dear boy. And I, I was looking at my bookshelf and I cannot find the book. But uh, yes, I've read that. It was the first one of the series. I was going to try to read through them all, and I read that one and another one. <laughs> Casino Royale, yeah? yeah? Yeah, Casino. Now, what's weird is that Casino Royale is the first Bond book. Yeah. It's it's a serious secret agent story, but the 1967 movie Casino Royale is like a jokey parody Peter Sellers silly movie. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know why they did that, because then the the... 2006 Daniel Craig Casino Royale is just a like a movie version of the book. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that you know they just found other things to do with Bond, and they were like, "Well, we're not going to start with the first book. We're gonna we're gonna start with Doctor No and right do all that." And uh, you know, folks, if you like this Bond talk, we just talked about Goldfinger on the blowout on Wednesday. It's Bond Week. It's Bond Week. <laughs> it's Week Bond Week. <laughs> Um, hey, remember that on Comedy Bang Bang, there was a very funny sketch written by Joe Saunders mm-hmm. where Scott, Scott's going to a prom and, and, he, oh, yeah, and he puts yeah. on his tux and he's like, the name's Bond, James Bond. And then the whole thing, yeah, check it out online. Anyway, <laughs> um, in Mike's beloved novel that he seems to love so much, Casino Royale, mm-hmm. there's a scene where um, James Bond is uh, gambling at the titular Casino Royale. And he places an order with a little French waiter, and he says, a dry martini, one in a deep champagne goblet. And the waiter says, oui, monsieur. And then Bond says, actually, just a moment. And he changes his order. He says, three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lele, shake it very well until it's ice cold, and then add a large thin slice of lemon peel. Got it? And then later, Bond explains, when I'm concentrating, I never have more than one drink before dinner, but I do like that one to be large and very strong and very cold (laughs) and very well made. I hate small portions of anything, particularly when they taste bad. This drink's my own invention. I'm going to patent it when I think of a good name. And then later in the book, he's, he meets the, the kind of femme fatale Vesper and he names this drink after her. Wow. And that is the invention of the drink. Oh, uh, that's wild. Wow. So I think, that, but here's, the, here's how Ian Fleming got it. Uh, basically, the word Vesper is like, a, like an, some sort of aspect of evening mass in Catholicism, like a uh-huh. Vesper. Oh, like yeah. A, Are they candles or something? Maybe. Vesper candles? Like nighttime candles? No, it's votive candles. Yeah. Votive candles is what I'm thinking of. 
Well, there's something Catholic that's evening related about a Vesper. And then there used to be a like a Caribbean rum drink called the Vesper that was an evening drink. And, and <clears throat> Ian Fleming had had that on vacation once, liked the name, but didn't think it fit Bond. So when he was writing this book, he asked a friend of his who knew cocktails, um, hey, what, uh, what's a good uh, like drink for Bond to order? And his buddy was like, how about this? Where it's like vodka and gin and Lillet mm. instead of vermouth. And because um, normally James Bond would order a vodka martini shaken, not stirred, which right. is what you hear in, in Goldfinger. Anyway, this drink is mentioned in this movie. It catches on in um, the Daniel Craig 2006 Casino Royale. They did this scene verbatim. Uh, and uh-huh. he, even with the, the fake out where he orders a dry martini and then cool changes his mind. That's awesome. Does he and does he like flub the lines at all, or he got them down perfect and they kept it in the movie? Daniel Craig, like he gets the line right, but then he slips on a lemon peel. <laughs> oh, jeez! And Could, uh, couldn't couldn't cut around it. He turns the camera and he goes, "Put that on the real blooper reel," <laughs> which is weird. Hey, uh, it, it is kind of crazy. You know how like Bond has gone through so many like versions. Like, mm-hmm. not just yeah. actors, but, like, some of them are silly, and some of them are kind of crazy. James Bond Jr., yeah. James Bond Jr. <laughs> it, it's oh, yeah. funny, like, what what was the state of the franchise when they made that silly one? And, like, it just doesn't seem like you would make a comedy version with James Bond source material if the franchise was going well. Very strange. You wouldn't take the piss out of it. And yeah. it's too soon. It's, like, three years after Goldfinger, they're already doing a wacky comedy. And also, I tried watching it, and I was not enjoying it yeah. and it's like austin powers like flat out kind of just took some jokes from it like Damn. it's very weird well because like the whole the whole thing of that movie is that the achilles heel of secret servicemen is that they can't turn down sex right like so they're all they're all like a bunch of horny different james bonds yeah 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 unlike us who remain rather pious oh yes quite chaste <laughs> went on a went on a mission yeah, when we're on our podcast mission to drink all of the <laughs> IBA list. Um, I was just going to then bring us up to the modern decade. Have either of you seen Last Night in Soho? Not yet. No, Tim, I have not. Is it a, is it a horror movie? <laughs> uh, no, it's like a thrillery, like, uh, ooh. it's the new Edgar Wright. It's the new Edgar Wright, and, and it's like a 60s thing. Um, I haven't seen, but... Uh, if it's Edgar Wright, I don't want to be wrong. I will watch that. Um, <laughs> contest winner Neil Campbell has seen it, and I was asking him, because I, I heard that there was like a Vesper in that movie, but I haven't seen the movie yet. And I said, what's the... Because, co-? you know, I'm always trying to know, like, who who orders a Vesper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what who? type of person? What? Why? <laughs> what? Why? <laughs> what? 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 Who? <laughs> <laughs> COVID. I think... Um, it's pretty clear that a Vesper is a fancy drink, right? It's oh, yeah. an elegant choice. And mm, yeah. and the way that it's used in Casino Royale is basically Bond is kind of showboating. Instead of just getting a dry martini, he's got this very specific, you know, like instead of vodka and or vodka or gin, he's going vodka and gin. And instead of vermouth, it's Lillet. So, so you're kind of impressing people with an, an elegant drink. And, Impress me. Um, Neil told me that he was like, I was like, can you like tell me the whole scene? Uh, where there's a Vesper in Last Night in Soho. And he says, like, a lady, like, is in the 60s. Maybe there's a time travel element or something like that. But she orders in the 60s, the swing in 60s, she orders a Vesper, and that's, like, the cool thing to do. Mm -hmm. And then, like, later in a different time period, she's in more of, like, a divey place, 
and orders a Vesper and people are like, huh, that's too fancy for here. So <laughs> yeah, I think that, that Edgar Wright was using the Vesper as like the elegant yeah. drink of like, uh, of Soho in the So, 60s. Tim, did that yeah. resonate with you having been unable to order a Negroni at the Americana? <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> that's exactly how I felt. Uh, a shot down. Um, um, so what's in this thing? I mean, you, James Bond already told us, but like, give us the sort of podcast standard recipe. Yeah, the IBA has done, because the James Bond version is gigantic. So I think they've kind of done <laughs> the math for us. He drinks so much in that book, like the movies in the book, it's, it's crazy. He's got a problem. It's like the seven, the sixties thing, like the Mad Men thing, where they drink like martinis at lunchtime, just sort of constantly. Yeah, yeah. According to the IBA, we're gonna do forty-five millimeters, millimeters. Oh damn! You gotta pour it on the table and measure it. Okay, yeah. so this is this is uh, uh, supports my venti case. <laughs> yeah, all the way up to your the vent in your ceiling. Um, forty-five milliliters of gin. That's an ounce and a half, folks. Uh huh. 15 milliliters of vodka. That's a half an ounce, folks. Uh, seven and a half milliliters of Lille Blanc. That's a quarter of an ounce. Are you guys familiar with Lille Blanc? Yeah, we just used it. Yeah. Yes. What did, what, what, what did we use it in? Uh, we used it in the... Corpse, Corpse Reviver. Reviver. Yeah. Yep. So here's the thing. James Bond ordered a Kina Lille. And... There's no such thing as Kina Lille anymore. So oh. so the IBA says to use Lille Blanc. But Perfect. basically Lille, I think it there was a recipe changed that got changed in like Yeah, we talked about that. And Lille, yeah. Lille was just like, no, we didn't change it. Exactly. But <laughs> no. people who know their shit um say if you want to really taste what James Bond had, instead of Lille, you should use Coqui Americano. Yeah, if you want to taste Ooh. what a, a fake character a tasted. Fake but the difference is just bitterness. Uh, Kino Lele has quinine in it, you know, uh, or as the British say, quinine. Uh, that is, uh, it's the okay. stuff that's in tonic water that, that is bitter. Mm -hmm. You guys don't like bitterness, so you would not like Koki Americano. No. Um, IBA says uh, Lele Blanc. Which is, you know, it's it's a French white wine liqueur that's very sweet and very pleasant, and I like it, and I like it better than vermouth. Me too. You know what I'll say about this this drink? It's it's a it's a classy drink, uh, classy because of Bond. Do you think, or classy? It would have been classy anyway. Because of Bond. Well, well, I think there's something rather crude about gin and vodka together. I love it, uh -huh. but that almost feels like there's a really good martini at Rayo's that's gin and vodka and I think they're saying like yeah dude mm -hmm. you're gonna this is like a masculine martini mm -hmm. in this case it's kind of funny I don't know it depends um, who orders it if Mr. Bean ordered it it wouldn't yeah. be cool <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh Mr. Bean he's in he gets into a lot of trouble <laughs> yeah you're not very talkative though no no but he's funny He's funny. It's kind of funny that Mr. Bean is not, he's not like a silent character. He does talk. He, he murmurs chooses. all the time. Yeah. And he, ta and he says, uh, he's, he says some stuff. Lele mm. Blanc. Um, oh, so what I was going to say is this is a fancy drink, but it's, it's very simple. Yes. Very a simple, simple drink for make. three simple men. <laughs> um, the method is pour all ingredients into a cocktail shaker filled with ice cubes. Shake and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. Garnish with a lemon zest. Um, 
So, yeah, Jeff, do you have fond memories of this drink when we had it? I have foggy memories of this drink when we had it, Tim. My, I've never made one for myself. I always like it when I've ordered it, but I, I, I still am, I'm more of a dry martini guy. I'm always going to like an olive over a twist, but mm-hmm. I'm amped up and revved up and jazzed to make <laughs> to make this in my own kitchen right now. Me too. Let's go. Let's do it. You know what I might do? I might put on, you know that song's like, shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. I might put mm-hmm. that song on while I'm doing the shaking part. Oh, I'm going to do that song that's like, stir, 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 stir yeah. your nope. ass around. All yeah, right. Well, you'd have not made the drink correctly. Um, I'm was, I was going to do a song too, but you know, I'm going to actually just make mine in silence. <laughs> Perfect. Ooh, not unlike the Benedictine monks who make chartreuse. <laughs> Folks, we'll see you in a bit. Are they Benedictine? Shit. Yeah. For no, God. they're uh, Carthusian. Damn, God. The Benedictine it. monks make Benedictine liqueur. Don't edit this out, Jeff. No, it's all in. We don't edit this show. No. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Sloppy Boys is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey folks, Mike Hanford from The Sloppy Boys here. And I wanted to ask you, do you ever have this feeling like you got to get something off your chest? You know, you're walking around with something and you got, I just got to tell someone this. I just got to fix this thing. It happens to us all. We all carry around these different stressors, big and small. That's just how it is. But when we keep bottling it up, it can start to affect us negatively and that's not good. But therapy is here to help. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work on whatever's weighing you down. Now look, you know me. I've been to therapy. I'm the therapy guy. I love it. And I gotta say, it does help when you go in there and talk to the therapist and say... You know what? My two co-hosts piss me off on a daily basis. I've got it's weighing me down. What am I gonna do? That, of course, is a joke example, but you get what I'm saying. You can tell the therapist what you're feeling, and they'll help you learn positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Now, listen to this. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's right, you. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. That's pretty good. So folks, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash SloppyBoys today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash SloppyBoys. Go in there, talk to somebody, get it off your chest, have a great time. And we're back with Vespers in Hand. We hope you enjoyed those messages from our sponsors. And, uh... Eh, maybe you didn't enjoy the messages so much. Mm. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't love the ads. I like them. Well, that's yeah. We like them. We <laughs> no, like no, them. We twisted. love them. I'm, tw- I'm twisted. Uh, but you at home, maybe uh, you want to skip the ads. Maybe you get tired of clicking that 15 seconds forward, 15 seconds backwards. Ugh. Maybe you don't have the fucking time for them. Yeah. In today's go 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 world, you gotta get where you gotta be. Yeah, maybe you want that <laughs> pure content, no interruptions. Oh, now we're talking, right, folks? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> maybe you march your little ass over to Patreon and check out some of the tiers where we get the ad-free episodes and some of the bonus content. You go to Patreon, you subscribe. Oh! <laughs> but enough about that. People know. They know. They know where they to know. get the good stuff. They know. It's all happening over there. It's fun. Did you guys express your lemon zests? Oh, yeah. Squeeze the hell out of, of it. Of course. All over that thing. You can't not. Um, yep. mine, mine turned out really small. I did it by the book. I tried to do first round by the book. Mine too. Tiny, tiny drink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine, yeah, yeah. You're not filling up that martini glass. I've got one of these small, hey, tiny hey, hey, martini wait. glasses. Hey, check it out. Coop glass. Jeffy's got yeah. a coop glass. When did this Jeffy's happen? Jeffy's got the Cooper. I got it at Target. That's nice. great. Um, before we continue here, I just want to ask you guys some, and, and I don't have to do this if it's a problem, but I brought a little snack. I just want to know if this is like, okay for on the podcast. If not, I can totally nix it and need it later. Totally. Yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, he's having an on mic blue tortilla chip. <laughs> I got, I got blue tortilla chips and salsa. Mike, uh-huh. you just had a giant rump roast. What are you doing? You I said mean, you were full, full and tired. I'm not full anymore. All right, so I won't do this. So you're concerned about my being full? Then fine, I won't eat them for the rest of the show. Um, I did a, you know, uh, uh, I'm working on a job right now that's over Zoom, and the other day, and and really, I don't think there's any rule that we're not allowed to eat. You do whatever you want, but no one's been eating on the Zoom, so I <laughs> um didn't want to be the first person well, to eat. Yeah, somebody's got to be first. And and hey, I'm the best candidate for the job. But I didn't want to be a big old uh, cruncher. <laughs> I was I was eating a banana, and I I didn't want to just like you know do what I normally do, <laughs> Chiquita to the dome, fellatio style. You know, you know, Jenna Jameson style. Basically, sure. two big bites. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so what i did was i off camera you know i'm i'm uh it's a tv show i'm pitching jokes <laughs> here's my idea here's my idea then i reach to my banana break off small chunks one at yeah. a time little little one one inch mm. long 
chunks, put them in my mouth, and then just kind of let. I never chewed. I let the banana just <laughs> oh, melt God. on the tongue like it was communion <laughs> wafers. Weird. Uh-huh. Like the body of Christ itself. Yeah, yeah. Transubstantiation. <laughs> and it really did like melt and just kind of like slide gross. down my throat. That's fucking gross. That's I gross. Know. But even the starting with the pulling it off of the hand, I, I don't like that move. I don't like myself. That. I, I don't like the I don't like banana residue in my hand. I think banana residue is weird. <laughs> yeah. Well, I just I'm couldn't do it. it. Yeah. What are we doing? We're, what are we, 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 get, we got sips to do. So, we got sips. So sip. no with the chips then. No chips. Yes, sips. Gotcha. Great. Wow! Look at him. Cheers, y'all. I don't cheers. Cheers, cheers. money penny. Cheers. <laughs> Q, uh, this, uh, uh. Q and also M. Yazoo! <laughs> Bondy boy. Okay. I tell you what, if I go to a casino, I am not drinking one of these to gamble. I, my brain will be elsewhere quickly. You're gambling with your life if you drink this. Whew. Yeah, man, that's a nice stiff teeny. Not too much. The 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 Lillet is in, uh, it's a good amount because it didn't turn it into like a sweet affair. Yeah. I, I I wonder what this would taste like. Well, we I'm already wondering. Let me take a second sip. Yeah. Jeez, yeah. uh, Louise, I'm already putting variations on the Vespa Martino. <laughs> Purr. Vespur. <laughs> Tim, uh, <coughs> this uh, talking like Bond is getting old, not getting old. <laughs> oh! I like it. <laughs> oh, yeah. See... James should have used that trick to kind of yeah. like fake you out. <laughs> when you when you express that zest, mm-hmm. express your zest. Ooh, that could have been good. Ah, like express, express yourself. Express your zest. Um, <laughs> um, it's amazing how much that like dominates. I'm only just it's on my hands and it's on in my nose and it's like mm. really impacting the taste, even though it's mm-hmm. not really in there. Yeah, because uh, it's all alcohol. There's not a lot to uh, fill this thing out with bubbles yeah. or soda or anything. This is, I mean, we t- we've talked about this before, but this is a real chest warmer. Yeah, it's a real it stiff really little bugger. <laughs> but I love this stiff. Um, I think, I mean, I love, love, love martinis. And I'm also liking all these variations because you're not fucking around. It's a str- It's all about cold liquor. And you're just mm. drinking liquor, mm. but if you get it really cold... I, I just read um, Punch Magazine had an interesting article recently about steakhouses and, and what's going on. In Is that the, the boxing periodical? Oh, God, I could just wring your little neck right now. <laughs> All you got to do is I say yes or no. It's a yes or no in. question. No, it's a yes or no question. You can but say that. But why were you, you British for that question? Well, we're drinking the James Bond drink. Well, he was mm. from Britain. Mm. Well, they were talking about how steakhouses are... It's all about indulgence, right? It's like you just get like an a la carte, mm. like a ribeye, like a big fat 20 ounce piece of meat on a plate. And it, it's a, mm. it's, it's about the, the, you're being a bad boy when you eat that, you know? Yeah. And they said the same thing carries over. And, and it's like the sides are like, like potatoes au gratin are so fatty and all the salads are like mm. really like mayonnaise and stuff. They said that that's kind of why martinis and old fashions are the drink at steakhouses is because it's like, just give ah. me the, give me the liquor. Give me that and thing. The modern thing at steakhouses is like, I, in that article, it said something about like just getting them like 
crazy cold. I think that like they're now like serving like sub zero martinis and they found like <laughs> sciencey ways to make it crazy. Well, doing doing mine, uh, I did a Tangare and Tito's. And I pulled, you know, I pulled that Tito's right out of the freezer. Yeah. Mm. And when I was shaking that thing, it was like hurting my hand, getting it, getting it out. All the last drops. Cause it was, like I said, so small. I want, I want every drop. Sure. sure. Hurting your hand cause of the, the freezy effect. Yep. I use Tangeray too. Have you guys ever had Tangeray 10? No. Have you heard no. of it? 10 calories? It's Tangeray, but it's like, I don't know what the 10 stands for, but it's uh, just a little better. And Tangeray, ten, <laughs> ten little bit units better. <laughs> ten, ten units of taste. <laughs> <laughs> My understanding was to be the type of thing if uh, you know you had a Jose Cuervo and then you had a Cuervo Silver and then Gold or whatever. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Well, like uh, you know, Makers has like a has like a Makers yeah. ninety five or whatever. When I, um, talking about the cold drinks, when I went to Duke's, where old uh, Ian Fleming came up with the shake and not stirred idea oh. uh, for his bond in London. He, uh, they brought out the ingredients. They sort of make them right in front of you there. You, you sit down, they wheel a cart around. And, uh, they, yeah, they brought these, all these liquors out from this, like, fr- freezer room they had. Man, I love a cart. That's so fun. Yeah. Yep. What did you, what did you do? You know, I think I had something maybe similar to this because I remember it having gin and uh, vodka in it. Mm. But I don't think it was called a Vis- Vesper. I think it had other things in it as well. Huh. Um. But it really knocked me down. I was like, uh, it was a, 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 not good. <laughs> Did you not do good. A technical or yawn? No, no, no. I uh, went over to the um, uh, Buckingham Palace and just messed with tourists and were like, uh, st- <laughs> I may have told this story already. You're supposed to not- mess with the Beefeater guards, not with the. No, I, the I didn't even go that far. <laughs> oh, man. I was sitting there and be like, excuse me, excuse me. If people like taking pictures, like, could you tell me where the um, Buckingham Palace is? And they were like, oh, it's, this is it. I was like, oh, yeah. Andrew, you know what that reminds me of in, in Chicago that made me laugh? Mm. We went to Lou Malnati's oh. with Cassidy. Yes. And then we're like, let's go check out the Bean. And then we went, like, went to that park. And then, you know, there were a bunch of people like sitting around on the bench minding their own business. Yeah. Now, what is that Bean? What did they call that? That, that Bean is called the Cloud Millennium. Gate. Cloudgate Gate. in Millennium Park, that big silver bean. And uh, and like you went up to a family who was vacationing and just, you know, eating something at, <laughs> oh, at yeah. a park bench and you're like, they're eating their lunch. And you're like, this is going to sound crazy, but is there like a giant silver bean in this park? <laughs> <laughs> and the, the lady was really sweet. She was like, it's not crazy. If you go around the thing there or behind the shrubs, yes, you'll see it. <laughs> it's the one yeah. attraction everybody goes there for. Yeah. I didn't realize I was hanging out with a couple of Margeras. You guys. I know. Jeez, we should do the next. people. The next Jackass 5. With You're like April and Phil, Margera. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, as I was singing Shake, Shake, Shake uh, when I was making my drink. Sure. It made me think of in Goldmember, the Austin Powers movie. There's uh, it's like, hey, 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 Goldmember. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. He did Midas touch, but he touched it too much. Hmm. Hey, speaking of comedy movies, I would just remind when you said Tangeray Ten, <clears throat> yeah, I had a flash of the movie Ten with Bo Derek, which I've never seen. But are you aware mm-hmm. of this? It's like a yeah, nope. I, I've, I've never seen it, but I know it. I I still have never seen it. But here's what I was just thinking: is you know when you're a kid and you there's a reference to something. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. watching Looney Tunes and then Bugs oh, yeah. is like, yeah, it yeah. could have been a contender. And you're and like, you just laugh. <laughs> he could have been a contender. Yeah, mom. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's doing a James Cagney like, uh, like Frank Sinatra or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what 
wait, what? Uh, what's Cagney? You dirty rat. And I'd be like, yeah, he's a dirty rat. Anyway, a version of that is in Tommy Boy. Bo Derek is getting oh. out of the pool, and Chris Farley is like, oh, she's dead. She's a 10. And, and I was always like, yeah, <laughs> that lady is a 10. Not knowing. <laughs> That's a reference to a movie from the 80s called Ten, starring Bo Derek, and they were recreating the movie poster with that iconic shot. Wow. And who, who's she's with Dudley Moore, right? It's Dudley Moore, if you ask me. Well, uh, have you ever seen uh, Arthur? Arthur's a really funny movie. I never have, and if I do watch it, I'm going to watch the Russell Brand one. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, Dudley Moore, I believe, was in the The Goon Show with... Peter Sellers, star of Casino hey. Royale. Okay. And wow. Spike Milligan. Really, I woo, think, woo, 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 comes around. Or were they in Beyond the Fringe? Hmm. Huh. Boy. I'll tell you this. They're British. Well, that's for yeah. sure, yeah. Well, we've lost all of our younger listeners. <laughs> uh, I mean, some of the older all, ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say even, like, baby boomers would be tuning out. That's, like, uh, greatest generation. <laughs> <laughs> hey, folks, if you're pre-war, you got to tune into the sloppy boys. On yeah, I was just having this conversation with... A-cast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love A-cast media. <laughs> I pay extra to not hear the Manscaped ad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was talking with uh, director, uh, Sloppy Boys director John Haskell the other day. Sure, and we were talking about generations. It what what generation is before Boomer? Is that the is that the greatest generation? Greatest generation. I, I think in their day they were called GI, the GI generation, and okay. then uh, I think that uh, Brokaw in his book coined the term the greatest generation. Now, is there anything before that? That back then was like, the flappers and the party boys. Yeah, I thought and before I heard, that. Yeah, before that, early man, <laughs> cave man like cave drawings and stuff. <laughs> because isn't the the sort of uh, idea here is that just generations were sort of uh, concocted as a because like Madison Avenue and advertising got so big and it was a way to track <laughs> like numbers and stuff, right? They do seem to be coming faster, don't they? Maybe. Yeah, I, I, it's all because of boomers. Because, you know, you would have, like, Victorian era and Elizabethan era, and those mm-hmm. eras are bigger. You didn't need to track generations until the baby boomers, because that was the big... There there Post was a baby boom. baby boom, yeah. Everybody came home from World War II and had babies. The GIs had babies. And how did that so you start? So you had to name the, all those kids, because it was just like, it was a very large generation all of a sudden. And now I feel like... Uh, you know, time is moving so fast and culture is moving so fast that we're naming generations despite them, despite their size right. or. But it's be, it's because like Gen X was small and that was notable about Gen X. Oh. Now, millennials were the kids of the boomers. So we're big again. Gen Z is a little smaller again. Jesus. OK. <laughs> um, I guess my idea about it. Being just a purely an advertisement game was way off. No, but you're, get, you're right though because like huh? I, I, th- I think that like uh, Don Draper was a GI. It's mm. it's profitable to track that. Stuff. We we can appeal to this the people born between this year and this year because yes, their exactly. values are different. Demographics, and, uh, yeah, demographics are. It's important to chart that stuff now in capitalism because a, a baby boomer was like a teenager in the 50s right and a teenager was like that's the first time there was like an idea of a teenager 
Right, because you used to just, you'd be a kid, and then you had to go to the factory and work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was no there was no time to wear Converse. <laughs> yeah. Or cruise around in your... These uh, days... These days, you can wear Chuck Taylors for 20, 30 years and, and be an adolescent. <laughs> and, like, media has part part to do with it, too, because all those movies would come out like, I was a teenage Martian. Teaser. Or, or like, <laughs> like, the idea of a teenager kind of came out. Yeah, and, yeah. And there was the idea of, like, oh, a juvenile delinquent. Hmm. Uh, they really made a, made a meal out of, like, teens. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, like a rebel, but he didn't exactly have a cause for his <laughs> yeah. rebellion. Wow. Um, if we get it on the ground floor, no one has really named the generation that comes after Gen Z yet. So if we want to say, like, look, the, the sloppy boys generation. Slophead generation, yeah. Yeah, sloppy. <laughs> if, if, if you're kind of getting a little tanked on yellow birds in the yellow bird tree and conceiving mm-hmm. kids, those are sloppy babies. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Muppet babies. They're like a small version of you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gonzo and all the rest. This is a good little drink you got going here. How would you tweak it? Look, this isn't above reproach. I was wondering if you could do a dirty Vesper. What would that be? Same thing here, except with an olive. Maybe a little uh, of that olive. No, I have some olives. I might fucking do that, Mike. Shit, okay. I wonder how the Lillet will jive with an olive, because Lillet's kind of sweet. But I do think gin, vodka, and olive. That's good. But I got to tell you, Tim, sometimes vermouth is a little sweet. That's true, especially when you're dealing with sweet vermouth. Yeah, Yeah, he's got you there, Tim. I kind of got you up against the wall on this one. I I know you hate to do this to me, but yeah, you you got to tell me that. Especially in such a public forum. This is tough. I admit that you're right in front of all the (laughs) listeners. That's big of you. Well, do you want to take a little break and we'll come back for round two? Are you guys going to do little mix-em-ups with your round two? I'm going to do a little bit of the, uh, I'll try the olive thing I was talking about. Okay. All right, folks. We'll see you in a jiffy. Peace. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. back with uh, some tweaks on the Vesper. Yep, I did uh, three olives and just a little splash of the juice. And I made <laughs> I made like a half of the amount that the mm. oh yeah, recipe was, so getting that getting that uh, tiny bit of lillet in there was tough. <laughs> but but it is in there. Lillet? It is in there. I just yeah, lillet. I just kind of put a little splasherini. And Timothy, you you got an olive yourself? Yeah, I made another round of the Vesper by the book, but then I don't think this is going to work. I put a big fat blue cheese olive in there. Yeah. And uh, as for me, still by the book over here. Got it. It's pretty uh, pretty martini over here. Dirty martini. Yeah, you know, like, I know we're tiptoeing towards the martini. I just want these all to just be martinis. I know. <laughs> yeah. Although I have been seeing a shitload of uh, espresso martinis out there in the wild. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. And when I see one, I go, ooh, I want one too. <laughs> mm, that blue cheese olive. Oh. There you go. Yeah, but that's a cheat. Yeah. You can put um, a blue cheese olive in anything. It makes it good. <laughs> I just fished it out and ate it. I haven't even. I feel like the. <laughs> yeah. I guess it kind of works. The, the, the Lillet is, does clash with an olive but it's there's there's not so much lillet in there as compared mm-hmm. to vermouth so oh, no. it kind of does work it works it works okay let's let's get into final thoughts huh mm-hmm. not it i will say uh this is good <laughs> it's a little i like a regular martini better but boy this is uh very close because it's yeah. basically gin and you're a gin martini guy yeah and you get and a little the, vodka in there too i'm not tasting too much of the vodka no. I did a little I had a little absolute nip. Uh and I especially if you're using tangeray, which is a very distinct taste, mm-hmm. that absolute is just kind of diluting it. It's not even bringing a new flavor to yeah. the party. Yeah. Yep. But if you use as much lemon as I did, you almost picture a little absolute citron. Okay. Ooh, that's cool. Yes, the Cosmo ingredient itself. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Tim, your thoughts, please. Submit them Boy, to the is, trio. I'm conflicted because this is a podcast first for me where this drink is very, very, very good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as far as order again, it's like one ingredient off of my favorite cocktail. So it's really hard right. to think. When I ordered it at the at Dantana's, it was because I had never had one and I wanted to have one. Mm-hmm. When I ordered it with with Jeff, it was because we were like, we should have these. We sh- we we really should have these. Yeah, it was homework. <laughs> <laughs> and we then had we did out of a sense of obligation. When I had him at the wedding, it was the signature cocktail, and I loved it. And I drank it. But if I'm at a bar, what would ever make me get a Vesper instead of my beloved Teeny? 
I think it would be for me if I went to a, a nice steakhouse, kind of like you at Dantana's. I would be like, all right, if I'm at the uh, if I'm at Keens or something here in New York, mm. I would be like, Ouch, I want to give these guys a whirl because I've had the Keens Martini and it's very good, but I want to see what uh, what they would do otherwise. I had a uh, uh, I had a family dinner for my 35th birthday. I had a family dinner at Keens mm. and. Um, Steaks, martinis, delicious. And and it's always fun when you're at a place like that to order some, like, one, like, ancient dish that's, like, very outdated. Keens is where, like, Teddy Roosevelt used to eat. They got pipes on the walls, and it's this ancient place. My brother, <laughs> just to be historical, he ordered mutton. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, mutton is, like, I, I could be getting this wrong, but I think it's lamb of a certain age. Like, like, a, like an older lamb. Aged, oh, not not oh, like oh. the meat's aged, but like the lamb itself is mature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. And uh, it, it, it was good, but it was just very funny to see this giant pile, huge chunk of mutton on my brother's plate. I was having like a T-bone or something delicious, and he was yeah. forcing down a mutton. <laughs> why, why are martinis paired with steaks so often? I know you mentioned like it's the strength of the drink, but I also think of like red meat, red wine. So why That's is like true. a... Why is like a clear martini so often paired with a steak? I've done it, but maybe I'm it. just like following my programming, you know? I do it all the time. I mean, I think it's because I want, I know I'm eating heavy and. You're going to drink heavy too, baby. Well, well not heavy, but I want to, <laughs> I want a drink that's cutting through it. Cause what's my other favorite cocktail? Mai Tai maybe? You're not going to drink a sugary right. Mai Tai right, with a steak. Right, right, right. You, you're, you're, there's no room in your stomach when you're taking down a big old cow. Hey, unless you're at Damon's in Glendale. That's true. I had Damon's <laughs> delivered last night. <laughs> Woo! Oof. Congratulations, New York steak Tim. with blue cheese sauce and onion straws. Oh, the other night I went out to Gallagher's, which is a steakhouse around here. It's an old steakhouse. Uh, and I had a martini. It was a great martini. But I wore my uh, green suit. People loved it. <laughs> oh, shit. The, the host kept coming up, or like when I came in and went left, he's like, "You gotta let me borrow that suit." What the? Now, were you? What brought you to Gallagher's? Were you celebrating something? Or you just going? I was. To I was uh, hanging with a uh, a friend, a New York friend. Was it a drink or a dinner? <laughs> it was a dinner. A New, a New, York, New, York, New York friend. friend. <laughs> wow. Okay. Love it. No questions. Um, well, I want to know because here's uh, every time I go to New York, I try to check one of these. The big boys off the list. I, I love Peter Luger. I love Keynes. Last time I was there, I did Smith and Walensky. Fantastic. Let me take you Fantastic. over to Gallagher's when you're in town. Your treat. And we'll stay as long as you want. Hey, I'll put it on the Sloppy Boys LLC card. Hey. Hey, hey green suits all around that time, huh? Yeah. Kelly Green from head to toe. I think I bought something on the Sloppy Boys LLC recently, accidentally. Uh, it could have been my recent trip to Benihana. So if that comes through, yep. Jeff. Mike, okay, oh. you're going to Gallagher's, you're going to Benihana. Mike, you gotta... I went to Benihana. It was fun. Okay, hey, hey, can I get into my final thoughts, please? Yes, come on. You like it, but you don't want to drink it. Uh, we know. Jeff- <laughs> <laughs> Time for Jefferson's thoughts. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, Is the, it going to be any different from the, ours? The boxing bell. Guys, look at this toothpick, right? It's metal, <laughs> and yeah. it's the, at the top, a martini shaker. You're going to break your glass if you use that, Tim. Well, <laughs> what do I care? I'm drunk. Um, I know. Look, yeah, I Mikey drink. called it. Here's here's the thing that bothers me about this. I don't like the taste enough. Like, if I get drunk on these, it's only going to take me two and a half if I go out. Mm-hmm. And I don't like the taste and there's uh, for, enough for that. 
If you're going to give me a super strong drink, give me a Mai Tai. That's got to be a strike against. If you don't like the taste. (laughs) If you don't like the taste, if you don't like it taste-wise. What do you like? Is it it the, uh, compared to a dry martini, you you want a savory olive instead of that lemon zest? Yeah, I want want salty, briny olive. Yeah. Mm. Um, You know, it's fine. It's a C. I'd order it again, but like you said, uh, so close, so close to other to other things <laughs> I would rather have. C? I still think right. I I do this being so boozy. I do like it more than like a fifty fifty or some type of martini that's like very vermouthy. Hmm. All right, uh, maybe C. Maybe C's a little a little low. A. How about A plus? <laughs> if you ever wrote a book, Jeff, about you going out to uh, bars and ordering your favorite drinks, you should call it Boozy Gets Choosy. <laughs> Boozy Gets Choosy. Hey, I just thought of another steakhouse. I'll do the it. The Dal Ray and Pico Rivera. Mike, you mentioned carts rolling around restaurants. Yeah. You go to the Dal Ray, get yourself a martini, and then you get your bananas foster. They roll out a flambe cart, and they... Light up a big fire right in front hey, of you. Dessert before meal. Tim, I prefer my carts rolling around Rainbow Road. Thank you very much. <laughs> Mario Kart, yeah, thank you. Thank you, Jefferson. I could have also could have also gone with, uh, I, I prefer my carts rolling around Moo Moo Farm. <laughs> yeah, I... I could have um, done Moo Moo Farm. What was the, what's the name of the haunted, uh, the haunted mansion part one, where you're on the rickety... Uh, oh, shit. What? Plank? Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. It's fucking... Mm. Asbury Park, New Jersey? <laughs> no, it's the haunted booze castle. Uh, I'm going to edit all this out. Booze I don't castle. I don't know. Okay, that's fine. But guys, that's not what I want to talk to you about today. <laughs> Can we please get back? Oh, oh. <laughs> Somebody Beetle take that away from him. Annoyed. I got to text Jessica <laughs> to just get that thing away from him. Hey, look, guys, you don't want to pair this martini with a... Uh, Eight percent white claw surge. Yeah, you're dealing. You got a. You're jacked up on venti. Oh, you got like. I, I had a giant Starbucks, and then the only dinner I had was a gulp of cold hot and sour soup. <laughs> that was lunch. Um, you know, uh, yeah. Well, it was lunch and and dinner. Can I ask you guys a question? Are are, are nothing are you too bo- personal, but yeah. Well, this is surface level. Uh, are, are you two feeling? Would you say that you're feeling sharp right now? Um, I'm feeling uh, a little slurry, barfy, sweaty. Michael? Speaking of sharp, these chips. Ow. <laughs> yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sharp. I'm pretty with it. Uh, the reason I ask is because you just stumbled into a... No! No! Ow! I'm not that sharp. Why? Yes, that's right. It's the fictional drinkables quiz. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fun. Fictional drinkables. So, that sounds clickable, shareable. Yeah, it does. Mm. It does. It's good. It's very, uh, you know, it's a shareable, quibby sort of mm-hmm. st- size thing. This is some quibby shit. So, these are drinks that appear in fiction or you know some form of media. It's not. Oh, that ne- like it's not necessarily like the drinks are fictional; they don't exist. Like they, you know, butterbeer. Damn it, Tim Timothy. <laughs> I was gonna say butterbeer. <laughs> <laughs> you should Jeff. hold your tongue. <laughs> Change the question now, Jeff, because that is unfair. You know, I got I got questions on questions, man. I'm ready for this okay. shit. Is right. this I a, know who I'm uh, talking to. Is this a Java Lange of questions? Nah, nah. Damn. <laughs> it's a drip. Okay, so sometimes I'm going to ask for the media, and then sometimes I'm going to ask for the drink. Gotcha. Okay. Because uh, sometimes the questions are better. Yeah. Sure. But I'll tell you ahead of time. Like in this case, I'm looking for the media. 
Number one. You might know it. I'm going to give you the hard hint, and then the, the, I'm going to make it a little easier. Here you go. Name the media. Three orange whips. Blues oh. Brothers. Fuck! Michael. I knew that. John Candy orders it. Fuck. He Mike, does. Uh, Mike, I got to hand hey, But he didn't ask who ordered it, did he, Timmy? He asked for the media. He asked for the title. Yes. I, Mike, you, you won fair and square. <laughs> Thank you. Kicking off a fundraising montage in this musical comedy, John Candy exclaims, three orange whips. That's Blues Brothers. Do you guys know <laughs> what it's an orange, orange whip. whip is? I didn't know it, this. I think it sounds like a golden dream, right? It's, it, like it's a, very similar. It's rum, vodka, cream, and orange juice. Oh, that, that sounds, sounds fun. Good. Let's let's do that. I would do yeah, that. Let's do an orange whip. That, that, that is an orange Julius. Number two. <laughs> also, I love I love John Candy's whole vibe in that movie. Continue, Jefferson. Uh, that may be, but number two. <laughs> While you might not want one every single day, you might Ground find under. yourself in a situation where you meet a girl who does. Sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. Oh, Groundhog Day. Groundhog's Day. Timothy. Well, we may have said that right at the same exact time, but... But I said it earlier in the question. Yeah, you did say it earlier, so that's... (laughs) So he got it, Mike. So you get it. (laughs) You get it. Now, if I recall, this is podcast canon, that we talked about this drink once, and then Mike wanted to do a review of it, but he called a condom company. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, shit. Yeah, I remember that. I reviewed the drink. You reviewed the drink. How do you know I called a condom company? Uh, what don't are you worry talking about, about? Well, first of all, what are you question. talking about? You're crazy. <laughs> Next question, Jefferson. Next question, number three. I need the I need the media. A nice Chianti. Science of the Lambs. Correct. And Dumb and Dumber. Sorry, Jeff. Oh Just shit! Busted your quiz wide open. <gasps> oh shit! Is it in Dumb and Dumber? Well, he's mm-hmm. quoting Silence of the Lambs. No, well, he's quoting Silence of the Lambs. Well, that's media, my man. Um, yeah. If I. You know, the the full line is uh, Hannibal Lecter saying, I ate, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. But, Mike, would you like a side point? Yeah. Oh, boy. That's fair. That I can't argue with that. that you know, the, here's what I've learned about Chianti. I'm not a wine guy, but when you see those bottles that are like wicker on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm, the wicker that, man, yeah. That's a Chianti bottle. Damn. Ah, the, the wicker bottle. Number four. <laughs> I'm looking for... The name of the drink. Oh. Like many of the drinks we cover on the pod, the origin of this cocktail is as disputed as hotly as it is served. (laughs) The secret ingredient? Nothing but plain, ordinary, over-the-counter children's cough syrup. Flamin' Mo. The Flaming Mo. That's right, Michael from The Simpsons. Now, wait just a second. Uh Uh-huh. It's my understanding that Bill Oakley came out with a Simpsons cookbook this year, and there's a Flaming Mo recipe. Do you mean to tell me it's cough syrup? No way. He probably can't do that. It's, can't. But, but everybody knows they've got to put a little Robitussin in there. But in the episode, it's just Robitussin? <laughs> no, it's like a bunch of different alcohols and children's cough syrup and set on fire. Ah, yes. And uh, the dispute is between Homer and Mo. <laughs> Homer and his bartender. Homer Simpson, Moses is like. <laughs> Number five. I'm looking for the media. Okay. One of the few unmakeable drinks on this quiz, Maloco Plus, comes laced with potent drugs such as Velocet, Synthamesque, and Drencrum. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas? No good guess, oh. though. 
Huh. And it might get you ready for a bit of the ultraviolence. A clockwork orange. Ah. Correct, Timothy. I'll give it to Damn. you. Number six. Hey, wait a second. Hmm? When we went to Ithaca College, there was a bar in the commons that was named after the milk bar. Maloko's? No. I don't remember it. but it Kelly's was Dockside? <laughs> yeah, Moon Shadows. Moon Shadows? <laughs> uh, I'll think of it. You continue. Great. Number six. Miravore is elf liquor with magical healing properties in this fantasy series. Lord of the Rings. Ooh, that's a split. You both got it. What the hell? Now, Split is actually a movie. Do I, do I get a side point for that? Ooh, Tim, do you want a side point for that? I would like... <laughs> I actually want a jumbo-sized side point that's worth, like, one, one and a half side points. No, sorry. No side points for that one. Number seven. Damn. This butterscotch-flavored lightly... Butterbeer. Al- butterbeer. Harry Potter. I was looking for butterbeer. Hogsmeade. And it was, you know, Mike, you got it. Mike, you Ron got it. Weasley. I said that 15 fucking minutes ago. I don't think the game had started then. That's like... Yeah, you, you blew your wad, dude. Oh. Yuck. Number eight. <laughs> Peter Griffin and his pals are often Family drinking guy. this... Huh? Family guy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking for the drink. Pawtucket oh. Pat. Quahog Cooler. <laughs> Pawtucket Phil? Mike, you got it. Yay. <laughs> uh, I, Peter Griffin and his pals are often drinking this parody of New England staple Sam Adams. Pawtucket Pat or Pawtucket Patriot. Damn. At the clam restaurant, what's it called? He's the Drunken Clam. Drunken Clam. Now... Mitch is from Boston. He says that if you're a real Boston person, you don't drink Sam Adams. You drink Bud Light. Okay. Number nine. This homebrew comes from the garage of drug enforcement and administration agent Hank Schrader. Um, Sh- uh, Schrader Brow. Schrader Brow. Timothy. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Let me let me count up the points here. Ooh. I hope I have literal thousands. We do have two side point each, so that might be... No, mine was denied. Oh, shit. Mike, you have a side point. Should you choose to use it? Mm Mm-hmm. That's important to note. Side point... Using side point is kind of like the... uh, Like the ice option in in the Russian route. Yeah. It's kind of like... Most people would use it, but you do not have it. Laura Vinegar would use it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Ooh, counting the points is harder than I thought. <laughs> Let me just make sure I'm right here. I'm a little bit uh, <laughs> Dr. Unk. Yeah, geez. These, well, that's the thing about the the, uh, the drink with the two liquors. That's, yeah. uh, Liquor ooh, makes ooh. you sicker. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, Mike. Yeah. Do you want to use your side point? Yes, 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 I do. It's important to me that I use that. Are you well, sure, Mike? Mm-hmm. Because I only ask because it's five points to five points, but you have a side point. So if you do want to use it, <laughs> yeah. you, you... Think you, about you, it, Mike. Think this over. No, I I, 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 th- I get it, and I, I do want to use it. Final answer? Okay. Final answer. Phone a friend. Okay, so what is that? If If we each have five... And then he adds one. Mm-hmm. So we each have six now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot to mention side points apply to both players. 
<laughs> in this game, in this one, it applies to both players, Mike. Do you sh- are you sure you want to use it? Uh, no, then no. <laughs> okay, then we're going into overtime. One final question. Oh, <laughs> shit. shit. While oh. no <laughs> Michael's using his side point. It's tied up. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I'm looking for the name of the drink. All right. While non-alcoholic, there's certainly something up with this soda. It makes you fly. <laughs> Excuse me, tight. what was the question? While non-alcoholic, there's certainly something up with this soda. It makes you fly. The fucking soda from the fucking Willy Wonka. You gotta name it, baby. Ah, <laughs> shit. Super lifty drink. Fizzy lifting drink. Correct, Mike. You win. (laughs) Fuck. Thank you. I knew it would bite me in the ass that I've never seen Charlie and the Chocolate Factory ever in my life. Oh. No, remember in the birthday boys days, you guys would always pitch parodies and I'd be like, no, no, no one's seen that movie. That's our show, folks. Follow us on social media at The Sloppy Boys, where we release these recipes ahead of time. Also, be sure to check out our Patreon, where subscribers can unlock The Sloppy Boys Blowout, our weekly bonus episode. And like we mentioned, you can get some ad-free episodes. And questions for Len in the monthly bonus episode by Mr. Mike Hanford himself. You sure can. I have nothing to do with that. That's John Lennon coming in. And if you want to support the arts, Jeff, tell him about your fucking thing. Oh, shit. Yes, that's right, everybody. Uh, Little Mookie B and I, Mookie Blakelock, we're shooting an independent comedy short called Fine Dining, and we are in our last week of fundraisers. I've got an Indiegogo. You can find it in my uh, bio at Jefferson Dutton, and maybe I'll even stick it in the bio of the Sloppy Boys. I don't know. Yeah, and also, it's like one of these things... Weren't you saying, Jeff, there's no maximum to the donations? You could go mm. as high as you want? You can. You could go sky high. You could go venti to the vents. <laughs> now, this is, <laughs> this is interesting because you guys are two smart and funny guys, right? Oh. Mm, yeah. So th- that's great. Yeah. That's, that's something I want to see. You know, this is one of those things that Mookie had written. There was some interest in it, and the company said, we like that. We want to do it. Yeah, and then they sat on it, and they sat on their asses. They missed their chance. They missed their chance. And Mookie said, enough of this shit. I'd rather just do it myself. Yeah. If you want to fundraise, we might even, you might even see that we've get, gotten close or achieved our goal. But we'll, I'll tell you this. If we overraise, that money's going on the screen, and it's going to things you don't think about, like hard drives and colorists and festival submissions. You think that we don't think about hard drives? That's the main thing I think of. I'm sorry. I, think I'm sorry. I, I, I take it all back. <laughs> and a new directing jacket for Jeff. Yes, yes, yes. Made of <laughs> diamond. And and some new sneakers for Jeff. <laughs> uh, but folks, check that out. It's called Fine Dining, and it's on Indiegogo. We appreciate it. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye, folks. Later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.